0: Instagram.com slash great detectives. If you are enjoying this podcast, I encourage you to follow us using your favorite podcast software. If you've not already, I also encourage you to check out my ebooks, All I Needed to Know, I Learned from Columbo, and All I Needed to Know, I Learned from Dragnet. Each examines the careers and history of seven great fictional detectives and policemen and life lessons that can be learned from them. They are available at audible.com or the Apple Store as audiobooks, and they are also available as ebooks wherever fine ebooks are sold. Now, let's go ahead and get into this week's episode of Philo Vance, the original air date, March 28th, 1950, and the title is The Ivory Murder Case.
1: Well, Tom, might as well rest here for a little bit. No sense in trying to make it all the way back to camp tonight.
2: Yeah, whatever you say, Joe. Funny thing about fate, isn't it? How do you mean? We woke up this morning, a couple of guys without any money. We go to sleep tonight, millionaires.
1: That ivory we found?
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, there's at least two million in it.
2: We had to get paid for coming all the way to Africa, didn't we? Not that well. Wish those natives at stop of those tom-toms. And the chanting wonder what they mean what i hope is that they mean everything is okay yes Tondo, what is it excuse me mr hillary
3: mr tom duncan
2: what is it tonto
3: natives tell me ask you a question
2: well all
3: right for tonto who has question go ahead Natives say please to leave ivory here where you find it say it belong
1: here
2: oh they do eh you go back and tell them that the ivory belongs to whoever finds it
1: and we found it tell them to cut out those tom-toms
3: please mr hillary but tom-toms mean what they tell me to ask you to leave ivory here tell him to cut it out i know tell them only i am not sure other natives listen to him
2: <laughs> well that's that yeah natives are superstitious what natives aren't let's skip them for now let's talk about you and me What about us? Well, just in case there's any doubt in your mind, Joe, let's understand this. I don't trust you too much. That's nice to know. We've got the ivory. We'll bring it back and you'll sell it through your company. What do you intend to do about paying me off? Oh, I've thought about that, Tom. That's nice of you. You know what I'm entitled to, don't you? I certainly do. And I've just decided what you're going to get. Well, suppose you tell me. Sure. I'll do better than that. No. No, don't. No. You wanted to know what I was going to do about paying you off? You found out, Tom. The hard way.
1: A letter to D. Amstrance on Bolton Building. You got that, Miss Bent?
4: Mm, yes, Mr. Hillary.
1: Gentlemen, I've just returned from Africa with a quantity of ivory, which I believe you will be interested
4: Mm hmm.
1: Quality's excellent. Samples are available immediately for your inspection.
3: Mm.
1: You will
2: let me know when it will be convenient for. Come in. Hondo.
3: Excuse, please, Mr. Hillary.
1: Hondo. What are you doing in this country?
3: I come take back ivory, Mr. Hillary. Ivory belong in my country. Get out of
1: here. That ivory belongs to me. not get
3: out. Ivory found by you and Mr. Tom Duncan, Mr. Hillary. Mr. Tom Duncan, no come back with you. Tondo know what happened to Mr. Tom Duncan. Get out of here up. by you. Tondo, sorry he threw a knife into desk. And only want to show it good thing if Ivory return. Very good thing for natives and for Mr. Hillary.
1: Please sit down, Mrs. Duncan. Thank you. Mr. Attorney Markham should be here at any moment now.
5: Oh, you, um Have spoken to him, Mr. Vance.
1: Yes, right after you called me and said you'd be down here at my office. Markham said he'd be here, and I'm sure he will.
5: Now that I've seen you, I'm not sure I want him here.
1: Well, that's very flattering.
5: i do better with a little encouragement.
1: Let me understand something. Mm-hmm. You did want me to investigate your husband's death. That's true, isn't it? Oh, it can wait. After... Sorry, I'm late. Hello, Vance. Oh, hello, Markham. Markham, this is Mrs. Tom Duncan. Her husband disappeared mysteriously while in Africa on an ivory hunt. Uh Uh-huh. She thinks some investigating ought to be done. How do you do, Mrs. Duncan?
5: At the moment, with two very attractive men, it seems as if I'm doing pretty well.
1: Uh, suppose we get down to facts, Mrs. Duncan.
5: I suppose that might be an idea. Mr. Markham... Yes? As Vance told you, my husband was on an ivory hunting expedition in Africa. He didn't return. He went with a man named Joe Hillary... And Hillary claims Tom disappeared in the jungle and couldn't be found.
1: Hillary's back in this country? Yes. I'll talk to him, Mrs. Duncan. But it seems to me that you've accepted rather casually the fact that your husband is dead.
5: You're uh, very observing.
1: In view of that, Mrs. Duncan, why are you so interested in finding out who might have killed him, conceding that he was killed, as you obviously imagine?
5: You want to know why I want to know who killed my husband? Yes. Well, Joe Hillary brought back a fortune in ivory... I think half of that ivory belongs to me. And I'm the kind of a person who doesn't get what I deserve. Only what I want.
2: Sorry you had to come out of the house to take the rest of those letters, Donna. I'm equally sorry you have to work on your day off.
4: It's all right, Joe. I've been here before. Remember?
2: Uh, Let's forget all that for now, please. Get out of my workshop here in the basement. I'll give you a sample of that ivory I want you to mail.
4: Want me to go up and type the letters you gave me?
2: Yeah.
1: I not very much help yesterday after that native Tondo came to my office.
4: Oh, good work after that. I'm not over it yet.
1: Sorry about your nerves. Well, here we are.
4: Here we are in your little fortress. I could never do any work in a place like this.
1: Why? Because there are no windows? The place is small?
4: Mm-hmm. It's
1: air-conditioned. When I lock myself in, I think better. plan better. Come take a look inside while I get the sample for you.
4: I've seen the inside. You've got so much junk in it, there's hardly room to sit down. Tools and nails and springs and vices and...
1: Oh, what's the use?
4: Give me the ivory and I'll get on with my work.
1: There you are. Here's the sample. Want to come in a minute?
4: No, thank you.
2: All right, well. See you later. So long. Oh, for heaven's sake.
4: What are you doing, Joe? Putting a bar across the door?
2: Certainly. I don't want to be disturbed, Donna.
1: I really don't want to be disturbed.
4: Wouldn't it be funny, Joe, if you were disturbed despite anything you might do to protect yourself?
5: But I don't understand, Mr. Vance. You indicated when I was in your office that you would work on my husband's disappearance.
1: Yes, I did, Mrs. Duncan, and I will. But there's no reason for my coming up to your apartment to make my
5: plans. I'd like you to come. I want you to have a special interest in this case. Me.
1: It would be much too disconcerting, I'm
5: afraid. Oh, no.
1: Please let me call you back when I find out something about your husband.
5: I'm afraid there isn't anything else I can do. Goodbye, Vance. Happy hunting.
1: Thank you. And the same to you. Goodbye.
5: Well, I think I'd better go...
3: (gasps) Please, no. don't be afraid, Mrs. Tom Duncan. Oh. I, Tondo.
5: How did you get in here? Get through a window. Well, get right out through a window, whoever you are, and fast.
3: Tondo, no, get out. Tondo must talk to me. No, you. keep
5: away from me. Keep away, I said. I told you to keep away. No,
3: no gun, Mrs. Tom Duncan, no gun. No,
5: that's what you think. Now, will you get out of here?
3: Tondo must talk. Give me gun, quick. No. Give me
5: gun. No, no, let go of my hand. Let go of my hand.
3: Tondo, take God somebody get hurt, oh. maybe, Mrs. Tom Duncan. Oh. <laughs>
5: Yeah. Oh, what do you want?
3: Tondo work for Mr. Tom Duncan in own country. Help him and Mr. Hillary find Ivory. Tondo know what happened to Mr. Tom Duncan. Oh? Mr. Tom Duncan dead. Mr. Hillary, kill him. I help you prove this to police. Unless Mr. Hillary returned Ivory to me, I must bring Ivory back.
5: Oh. So that's the idea, is it? That... And Joe did kill Tom. <laughs> Sit down, Tondo. Sit down. Maybe we can work out something after all.
1: It seems logical enough to me that if we are to find out what happened to Tom Duncan in Africa, we come here to see Joe Hillary, the man he was with. Agree, Markham? Definitely, Vance. Coming? Yep. Out your side. Rather nice house. Hillary lives in. Yes, it is. Perhaps we should have phoned to make sure he's in. That would have given him too much of a chance to have somebody say he wasn't in. Again, your logic goes unquestioned, Vance. You uh, want to handle the bell? I think I can take care of that assignment. (laughs) Well, would a murder in Africa still come under your jurisdiction, Markham? Well, Vance, that remains to be seen. If it were a murder and if... Yes? How do you do? I'm Philo Vance, and this is District Attorney Markham.
4: Oh, I'm Donna Benton. How
1: do
4: you do? You want to see Mr. Hillary?
1: Yes, is he at home?
4: Yes, he is. Please come in. Thank,
1: Thank you. you.
4: I'm Mr. Hillary's secretary. Oh yes. I've been working here all afternoon. Was taking a nap when the bell rang. Uh, Mr. Hillary is still in his workshop, I imagine. Workshop? Yes, down in the basement. He goes there to relax. Oh. It's uh, right down this way, down the cellar steps.
1: Where right behind you?
4: He spends hours down here when he's under a strain. He certainly is since he got back from Africa. Why is that? He brought back two million dollars in ivory. That's enough to put anybody under a strain.
1: It certainly is.
4: You know, when I left him down here this afternoon, he even put a bar on the inside of the door. Mm, That's odd. Well, here we are. Just a second.
1: Perhaps he fell asleep, too.
4: Well, there's no place to sleep in there, just a room full of tools and junk.
1: It hmm, doesn't sound too comfortable. Uh,
4: Mr. Hillary! Uh, Mr. Hillary!
1: And the door's locked. Just a moment while I try that keyhole. Yes. Ooh, the key's still in it. Markham, there's an axe over there in the corner. I'll get it.
4: You think something's happened to Mr. Hillary?
1: It certainly seems so. Any windows in that room?
4: None. The only way you can get in or out is through this door, and it's locked from the inside.
1: Here's the axe, Vance. Thank you. Better stand back. Both of you!
4: I hope nothing's happened to him.
1: I hope you're right. Yeah, you got through the panel, Vance. I'll reach in and turn the key. Yeah, there. there, now let's... There. The door still doesn't open.
4: He barred the door from the inside. I heard him do it.
1: Yes, uh, I can feel a bar. Wait just a second and I'll get it off. If I can, but...
2: Uh... Reaching. Uh,
1: uh, let's go in, Vance. I'm with you. Pitch black in here.
4: There's a light switch by the side of
1: the door. You find it, Vance? Not yet, but I'm looking. Oh, where is it? Oh, I've got it. There.
2: <coughs>
1: Look at that, Vance. That body on the floor. <coughs> on the floor with a knife in its back. <coughs> is that Mr. Hillary?
5: Oh, yes. Yes, it is
1: murdered in a locked room, locked and barred from the inside with no windows. Mm. Lance, this kind of a mystery should be enough for even you. Markham, right now, the only thing I can tell you is that it's too much for even me. This is District Attorney Markham. The ivory murder case began in Africa, but culminated here in the killing of Joe Hillary, knifed to death in his small workshop under impossible conditions. We know that Tom Duncan, Hillary's partner in the ivory hunt, disappeared in Africa, and that Duncan's wife wasn't too concerned. From Hillary's secretary, Donna Benton, we found out that Tondo, an African native, had threatened Hillary. Vance has met Miss Benton outside the warehouse where the ivory was stored, and after... I imagine you were very fond of your employer, Miss Benton, and that his death must have come as a great shock to you. I'm very sorry to trouble you like this.
4: It's all right, Mr. Vance. I don't see the purpose of coming down here to this warehouse, but if you do, I want help.
1: Thank you. The mystery of that locked room is too fantastic for solution at the moment. Perhaps I can get to the bottom of this case by finding the motive. I believe it to be the ivory that's stored here. Do you have the keys?
4: Yes, I'm getting them. Here they are.
1: I can see how $2 million in ivory might provide an excellent reason for killing your employer.
4: I suppose that's so. Vance, there's a light on in here. There shouldn't be a light on. Somebody's been here.
1: Somebody is here. He just knocked something over. Sounded like it came from that direction.
4: Vance, look. That figure, just going out the window. Stop him.
1: I'll try. You, stop. Stop or I'll shoot.
4: Shoot, Vance, quickly. Did you
1: hit him? I don't know. He was just getting out the window and I'm not sure.
4: Let's go after him.
1: I'm afraid he has too much of a start on us i'd better notify the police
4: they've got to find that man
1: well we won't find him that man got too much of a jump on us that is if it was a man
4: if it was a man yes of course it was a man we saw him go over the window ledge he was wearing a turban you saw that turban that was tondo vance the native i told you about
1: in that case it shouldn't be difficult to pick him up
4: no i guess not
1: however it might have been a woman who wore that turban
4: but i tell you tondo wore one just like that when he came to mr hillary's office
1: i know All the more reason why somebody else might have worn one when they came down here. You've been quiet a while, Vance, thinking? Definitely. While we're en route to Mrs. Duncan's house, I can think of nothing better to do than try and figure out the mystery of the locked workshop where Hillary was killed. You go right ahead. I won't disturb you. I bet you're glad I'm going with you and as much as we're going to see Mrs. Duncan. Very glad. Markham, in fiction, there are several ways people have been killed in locked rooms. Certainly. The most commonplace one, of course, is where a thin pair of pliers is used to turn the key from the outside. Then there's the business of trap doors, false windows, and so on. Uh Uh-huh. Only none of them apply to this particular locked door situation. Wait a minute, Vance. Yeah? I think I have an idea. What is it? Now, this is going to be in your territory a little, but listen... Let's suppose that the knife was attached to one of the springs that were in that workshop. It was an iron pipe, let's say, so that it would be pointed in the right direction. Go on. Well, a wire held the spring back. The wire was brought around the floor and placed in a position where, when Hillary nudged it or kicked it or tripped over it, it would let the spring snap and hurl the knife into Hillary's back. Vance, it could have been done that way. You mean because of all the wire and springs lying around the room, it would be something Hillary wouldn't have seen. That's right possible. That's it, Vance. It's the only possible explanation. It might have happened that way. I'll let you know after we see Mrs. Duncan. Good. You know, I rather like myself for that theory, Vance. I assure you that the affection is not misplaced. <laughs> but what I want to know right now is whether Mrs. Duncan wore a turban and got herself shot at by me down at the warehouse. And if she did? You'll find out, my friend. And so will she. I'm fairly certain this case is coming to a very successful conclusion, Markham. We know how the murder was committed. All we have to do is find out who did it. I never agreed that we did know how the murder was committed. All I said was your theory was possible. Hello, Mrs. Duncan.
5: Well, Vance and Markham. What did you bring him for, protection?
1: Perhaps. May we come in? Why? Well, for one thing, so we can ask you why it is that your arm is bandaged.
5: I sprained it. And you see, you can ask that just as well when you're standing outside.
1: It isn't the answer he expected, I can tell you that.
5: It's given me so many wrong answers, what could he expect? I'm sorry I can't invite you in, gentlemen. Unless, of course, this is a very official visit, in which case I have no alternative. It is official, but
1: we have no warrant, if that's what you mean. Your arm interests me very much, Mrs. Duncan.
5: Good day, gentlemen. Please call me if there's anything else I can do for you. <laughs> Mrs. Tom Duncan. Mrs. Tom Duncan. Oh, um, I'm coming, Tondo. And I'll have that arm of yours fixed up in no time. Bullet wounds can be very dangerous.
3: You fix for Tondo. Mm-hmm. Tondo, remember this always. Oh,
5: it's all right, Tondo. It's the least I can do for you after all you've tried to do for me. <laughs>
4: Yes.
1: District Attorney Markham, Miss Benton. Uh,
4: Yes, Mr. Markham. Have you found out anything yet?
1: Vance and I think we have. Oh, what is it? Would it be convenient for you to be at Mr. Hillary's home this afternoon?
4: Why, yes, I imagine so.
1: Please be there, then. Of course. Follow Vance thinks there will be some people there you want to meet, and for that matter, so do I. What's the reason for this? I think we can prove how your employer was killed and who killed him. Pretty good reason, don't you think? (laughs)
5: Right, Tondo, <sighs> that bandage will hold, <sighs> and after you put your coat on, nobody will notice it. Thank
3: you, Mrs. Tom Duncan, thank you. Now, I must go back and get Ivory.
5: Well, there's really no hurry about that, is there, Tondo? I uh, I mean, you can wait a while, can't you? Well,
3: Tondo must bring Ivory back to own country. Is reason Tondo come here. Tondo sorry he caused many people many troubles. Tondo <laughs> should be
1: sorry. Oh, oh,
5: Mr. Vance!
1: That's right. While Markham and I were talking to you a little while ago, I took the liberty of snapping the lock on your door so I could come back. You'll not want him here, Tondo. Take care of him, Mrs. Duncan. Uh, That
5: uh, would be a man-sized job even if we had two good arms, Tondo. No. No, just sit there till we hear what Vance has to say.
1: It isn't very much. I just want both of you to come down to Joe Hillary's workshop in the basement of his house at 4 o'clock. Oh? You see, we've figured out at least, Mr. Markham has figured out how the murder was accomplished. We want you there. Why us? Yes. Oh, come now, Mrs. Duncan. I think we can prove who killed Hillary. So it's practically imperative for you two to be there. Call inside, Vance. That's good. Secretary, Donna Benton, Mrs. Duncan, Tondo. Standing right inside the workshop door. Good. Is yes, where we test your theory, Markham. I think I know the test. I've seen you do it. You've set up a knife inside an iron pipe and held it back with a spring. Mm-hmm. Then you stretched a wire that held the spring back over to the spot where we found Hillary's body. That's right. You and I know that's how Hillary was killed, and one other person knows it, the murderer. Presumably. We'll ask each one of them to walk over to the spot where the wire is stretched, after informing them all that the room is exactly the way it was when Hillary was murdered. The one that refuses to walk over to that spot, lest you trip the wire and release the knife, must be the murderer. Well, come on in, Markham, and we'll see.
5: This is really
1: My apologies to you all.
5: May I have your attention?
1: Thank you. You're all entitled to know why you're here.
5: I should think so.
1: There was a murder committed in this room. A murder committed presumably behind a locked and barred door. That's
5: right.
1: All right, Markham, take over. Right, Vance. Now, listen, everyone. We figured out how that murder was accomplished, and we've arranged this room just as it was when Joe Hillary came down here the day of his death. What do you mean you
3: arranged this room?
1: We believe Hillary walked into a death trap, a trap that involved a spring, a knife, and a wire. We found Hillary in that corner over there. (gasps) Mrs. Duncan? Yes? Please walk over toward that corner now.
5: Oh, now, Mr. Markham, please. Do as I say. And get myself killed? I'm too attractive to die, remember? Get yourself somebody else. Yeah.
1: Uh, Tondo, you walk over there.
5: No. No, Tondo, not walk
3: over there. Tondo, afraid don't get killed like Mr. Hillary get killed.
1: According to your theory, Markham, that makes two murderers you have. Hmm. That is a little confusing, isn't it? Uh, Miss Benton?
4: Yes, Mr. Markham?
1: Please walk over to that spot in the corner.
4: Certainly. Well, here I go.
1: Stop.
2: Well, Markham, by
1: your reasoning, this murder was done by Mrs. Duncan and Tondo. Exactly. They worked in collaboration. Mrs. Duncan wanted Hillary dead because he wouldn't give her a share in the ivory after killing her husband. Tondo helped her because she promised to help him get the ivory back to Africa. Your reason for believing the two of them committed the murder was because neither would walk to a spot where they thought they might be killed, just as Hillary was killed. Yes. Only Miss Benton didn't refuse to walk over there. In that case, Markham, take my word for it. You can arrest Miss Benton for murder.
4: This things. is really. And real... then when he got that, I would practically You're
1: kick him out. Anything like this, Malcolm? Sure, i killed him. Take him out, Daniels, will you? Yes, sir. But...
4: I'd do the same Come thing again. Understand. Let not me not go. I'd kill him again.
1: Who oh, now. Oh,
2: uh...
1: about... oh, Vance, did you ever know a man as strong as I was back in the Hillary House? Forget it, my friend. Your theory was excellent. Really, it was. Well, it... the murder might have been done the way you said. Only it wasn't, and that doesn't make me feel any better. How was it done, Vance? First of all, let me tell you why I didn't think it was done your way. Yes, it took too much for granted. In order for your idea to work, Hillary would have had to be in one particular spot in that room. Well, suppose he never went to that spot. In that case, he'd still be alive. Only he'd have found the wire and have known who planted it. Oh. No, Markham, the murderer wouldn't have taken that chance. Apparently not. But tell me then, why did Tondo and Mrs. Duncan refuse to walk toward that spot? Why shouldn't they refuse? You announced you were going to make them do just what Hillary did when he was killed. Isn't that enough to make any normal person refuse? Yes. Yes, it is. And Donna Benton, knowing exactly how she killed Hillary, would have no compunction about walking into any corner. That's right. Like to know how the murder was committed? I most certainly would. Hillary was alive, but unconscious, when we started with the axe on his door. Uh Uh-huh. Miss Benton's confession will tell how she drugged him before he went down. I'm sure of that. If you say so, all right. Hillary is alive. We broke down the door. Then what? Then Miss Benton ran over to where his body was, plunged a knife into it, while you and I were fumbling for the light switch. She saw the body in the dark? Yes, she could see the outline. That was all she needed. I imagine if we hadn't gotten there, she'd have called the police and would have done a little knife trick when they broke down the door. Well, all I can say is thanks, Vance. Thanks for figuring this out. I have to admit, I imagined you would from the very beginning. All I can say is that I'm glad we're at the end of the ivory murder case. <laughs>
0: Welcome back! Well, a solid mystery overall, the solution was pretty good. It reminded me of an episode of Monk that had a similar solution, although they didn't have the locked room element in that particular episode. It's a good thing that Markham doesn't understand the concept of being patronized, because Philo Vance is there, there. Your theory may have been completely wrong and illogical, but it was still a fine theory. It was Very patronizing, but I guess Vance has to do what he's got to do to assuage Markham's ego. Also, Mrs. Duncan was my favorite character. With her I'm-too-beautiful-to-die speech and the way where she was constantly trying to flirt with Vance. And, of course, she went ahead and asserted her rights not to cooperate when Markham said, yes, this is official, but we don't have a warrant. And she was like, okay, bye. And uh, that actually leads me into our listener comments and feedback, even though this was regarding an episode of Tales of the Texas Rangers. It's from Eric, and I believe he listens to Philo Vance as well. And he writes, and this is in regards to the episode uh, Troop Train, he says, It wasn't until the landlord was shown a warrant, I realized that you rarely heard people ask for warrants in old-time radio. It was always just, the, Sar- the I'm Sergeant, what's his name? I'd like to get into Mr. Suspect's room. And after the person asking what the suspect did, they let him in. Even shows like Dragnet rarely had the detectives mention a warrant. Well, we get a mention of a warrant and it is in that program that is, of course, the definition of realism and grittiness. Philo Vance, of all places, in addition to Tales of the Texas Rangers, I guess. I do kind of wonder with renters whether a landlord can allow a search, particularly, I guess, if it's a room in, say, the landlord's house, like the whole rooming house situation. Like, I wouldn't imagine it would be the case if you were renting a standalone house. However, I do remember one time a warrant was mentioned in Dragnet, uh, in The Big Little Jesus, the desk clerk, when they came in looking for the suspect, uh, said, you can go up you'll, and search the room. It's okay with us. And Friday said, well, it's not okay with us. So it's an interesting uh, situation. And the warrant, of course, is really important. Although there can be some fine points to that, which lawyers uh, tend to argue about. Uh, well, now we turn to listener comments and feedback. And we start on YouTube with Saysoff's comment regarding the chicken murder case. And he writes, I'm proud to say that nobody has ever mistaken me for a chicken and that I have no chicken blood in my veins. Well, good for you. Not everyone can make that claim as we learn from the episode. And Betsy writes regarding uh, the previous episode, The Sterling Murder Case, these are ridiculous... I love them. Thanks again. Well, thank you, Betsy. And now we turn to thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Thank you to Joel, Patreon supporter since August of 2015, currently supporting the program at the Shamus level of $4 or more per month. Thank you so much for your support, Joel. And that will do it for today. If you are enjoying this podcast, please follow us using your favorite podcast software. And if you are enjoying this podcast on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel and mark that notification bell. All those great things that help the channel grow. We'll be back next Thursday with another episode of Follow Vance, but join us back here tomorrow for yours truly, Johnny Dollar, where...
1: I'm looking for a Miss Lorraine Broderick. Broderick? Yes. I'm sorry sir, we have no one by that name registered here. That's funny. I thought at first you were going to say Lorraine Bradley. We had a Mrs. Bradley here at one time. Oh. Did Mrs. Bradley look anything like this picture? Yes, that's Mrs. Bradley. Bradley, huh? How long ago did she move out? Uh, Four months ago, anyhow. Do you have her forwarding address? Uh, no, sir, I don't. I wish I did. Huh? Mrs. Bradley wrote us a bad check for her rent. We've been trying to locate her. Did you report it to the police? Yes, sir. I understand she's been
0: quite active along those lines. They're looking for her, too.